It's showtime. Is old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. So it looks like the clock has run out. It looks like my suspicions have come true. Everybody saw this coming. I mean, including me, to be fair. Nobody is remotely surprised, but SoundCloud has told me to go bite myself. No blue check mark. No verification. But that also just means, sure, that's a snub to me, but it also means I will no longer be doing business with them. Actually, I shouldn't say that right away. I don't want to be like a few months from now realizing this uh, this move over, uh, you know, I couldn't pull it off because it is me after all. Technology and I, well, let's just say I'm not one of those brainy Asians. I'm neither a smart Asian, a hot Asian. Or a lucky Asian that comes from a lot of money. Legal or not, I ain't judging. Maybe when I was, no, certainly when I was younger, I'd certainly judge people uh, who who have family wealth through nefarious means. At this point, I certainly wouldn't give a shit. Even if my daddy were the biggest drug lord of Asia, oh, I don't care how many lives he ruined directly or indirectly. Oh, I don't even... I wouldn't even care if he were single-handedly pinpointed as the man that ruined an entire society. I'd still love my daddy so. And if he were a multi-billionaire, I'd love him even more than I already do. Because he'd be my daddy and my sugar daddy. Never mind you, Trudeau. This daddy, this sugar daddy, doesn't require me to whore out. But don't get me wrong, under these circumstances where I'd be a filthy billionaire, oh, I would be a whore. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'd definitely be a whore. I'd definitely be a he-bitch. I'd be the, you know how they call Hong Kong the Pearl of the East or whatever? I'd I'd be the he-bitch of the East. I wouldn't be like Wilt Chamberlain gross. Because if it's to be believed with, I, I don't know, if you do the math, I don't believe he, he could do 20,000 women. Because if you do the math, there are 365 days in a year. Even if you do two bitches per night or per day, one in the morning and then one at night, what is that? Like 700 something? Over 10 years, that's only 7,000. Now, I don't know the timeline. Maybe he did. I guess if you multiply that by three over 30 years, you'd be over 20,000. But I feel like those numbers are that ridiculous because he was an NBA player. So when you... Factor in, he didn't play for 30 years. I don't know, I feel like that could cut into his numbers. Although, regardless of him being an NBA player or not, at the end of the day, he was a tall black guy. And there are a lot of tramps in this world. A lot of, a lot of real shallow bitches who are like, oh, you have to be tall, you have to be this tall to ride this. I'm like, listen, 
I was going to say you hippopotamus, because I don't know if you've noticed, but most of these bitches who talk like this are usually wide. They're usually fat and unappealing themselves. So I can't be calling them a hippopotamus, because I find hippopotamuses lovable, adorable, and if they made demands on what their mate was, i back it. But these chicks... These wide loads who are like, well, you got to be this tall to ride this are usually if you take how high they're pointing with their hands and just turn it on its width, it's actually their belt size. And some guy at work, like when I was still working before coronavirus shut me down again, um, I was working with some dude one day and he just randomly started telling me about all these bitches he's doing and he's showing me pictures And usually, I don't go along when people boast like this, but I feel like he's telling the truth because even at this job, all these girls are like crazy about this guy. And I look at him, I'm like, he's just a guy. Like, he's not dashing, he's not charming, he's kind of a prick, actually. But then that was the key right there. I'm like, oh, right, yeah, women do have bad taste. They love their pricks. So actually, I take it back. I think Wilt Chamberlain probably did nail 20,000 chicks. Uh, quality? No, probably not. But to be fair, in his argument, in his defense, he never said, I nail 20,000 beautiful, high-quality girls that you bring home to mom. He has said he betted 20,000 women. And now that I think about it some more, if he did spend an afternoon in the east end of Toronto with all those trashy white girls who love their black guys... Probably could have like gotten 10% of that number done in a couple of days. But yeah, I would definitely not touch the number that Wilt Chamberlain touched because that's just gross. I don't care that my family wealth comes from drug money. I'd still have some morals. I'd still have some standards. I can't be at the dining table and have my family be like, despite what we do, despite Despite our product leading to even guys having to resort to camping out under a bridge and whacking mans off so they can buy more of our dope, you're still the biggest piece of shit at this table, old Kenny. What is that? Syphilis around your mouth? I don't even know what a syphilis is. What is that? Herpes around your mouth? Much better. Now the joke makes sense. And even though I'd be the he-bitch of the East, I would definitely keep it to the pearl of the East. I would stay in Hong Kong. I would not make a a trip up to China because mostly... Not because of any, like, human rights issues and, like, you know, they can just willy-nilly make up laws or enforce laws or not enforce them at a whim. Uh, that would serve in my, in my favor. I'm almost certain. You know, at some point, if I were up there, I'd be like, so here's a couple dead hookers. I'm not saying I didn't kill them, but I'm gonna need y'all to look the other way on this one. And probably a dozen more times before it's all said and done. Here is some cash. Here's a briefcase. Usually when I bribe people, I take a big sack of money and I'm like, here's your laundry. But I feel like here it's pretty loosey-goosey. I feel like there's no need to beat around the bush like that. This ain't like the stinky west, right? Now, the only reason I wouldn't go up there and uh, 
nail a bunch of chicks is because something about Chinese girls from China, it doesn't do it for me. Even like they're celebrities. And so like they're top of the pop actresses, something's off. Like the hot Asian chicks, as far as I'm concerned, come from either Hong Kong or Japan. I'm not going to include Thailand because she could be a hot girl. Or maybe he could be a hot girl. So, not dabbling with those guys. And I do mean guys. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the girls in China. Let's not even go top end, top end for whatever reason. Just is not the top overall. But bottom end, man, there are some rough looking quote unquote women over there. Like I've run into, I've gone to Chinatown and run into easily. I'm not even kidding you. If I throw a rock, I can hit three or four quote unquote broads that are definitely more masculine than me. I don't even need to put the oranges in. I'm just straight up a more attractive female than these chicks. And I wonder if it's just like poor genetics. Maybe they're like malnourished, you know, like they don't get the proper nutrients and stuff they need in the womb. So they come out looking like a half-baked goblin. Yeah, or maybe they're malnourished growing up. Or it's the mercury in their water and the lead in the air. And I don't know what it is, but if I ever go back to the homelands for a bride, which is not happening, but if I ever did, it's definitely not that homeland. I'm definitely going to HK Bay Bay. Because there, that's more like the West. Sure, you got your uggos, but then you got your babes. And then beyond that, you got your super babes. And that's where I rack up the numbers. That's when I take a shot at the Chamberlain record, but knowing I don't really want to break it because I don't want to be gross. I want to be pretty happy, and believe me, I will be. Anyone who says money doesn't buy happiness is a... It's just isn't denial. It's, I don't think they understand what happiness truly is. Do you mean content? Are you trying to express that you are living a content life? It doesn't require money to buy being content? Because I'll agree with that. Kinda. But believe me, when you got money, it definitely can buy happiness. It can't buy you everything. It can't buy you love. But it helps. In a situation where, let's say I'm in competition with a dude for a girl, and all things are equal. She's equally down for either one of us, but it turns out I'm earth-shatteringly wealthy and the other guy washes cars for a living like the old-fashioned way, not realizing he's not a hot college girl and doesn't have a pair of nice jugs that if you put on a white tight t-shirt, when the water splashes on, on those girls, that's the draw to those car washes. Because there's literally drive through car washes that the machine will do a much better job than a inexperienced college girl who's doing this to raise some money for her sorority or whatever. It's the hooters that would make a man choose that option over, you know, a more effective, efficient one. So this guy's also a damn fool, is what I'm saying. Uh, so things, all things aren't equal. He's a damn fool, and I'm stinking rich. You better believe I'm winning that competition. Don't get me wrong. She'll regret it at some point because she's got to realize she's just a trophy wife. She's got to realize at some point that I needed to make my daddy proud. So I definitely needed to marry a very 
attractive, but also well-groomed, well-educated Asian girl to keep up appearances that I'm not the biggest whore in all of Hong Kong. All the second-rate TVB actresses that are there looking good but have zero talent and will fade eventually. Better believe that's a notch on my belt. You better believe I did some stuff to her. Stuff she cannot tell anybody about. I mean, eventually she'll tell her shrink about, but nobody else because she'll feel too embarrassed and ashamed of herself even. All the Miss Hong Kong pageant girls, I mean... All the winners end up uh, in TVB, so there's some overlap here. If she got no talent and she just looked good, she's going to have, you know, three or four series and then end up with me for a little bit. But even the ones that don't win, if they look pretty good, if it's a solid year, if it's like, uh, I think it was like 2011, the Cicely Choi and uh, Grace Chan year. If it's one of those where even like four and five were pretty good, better believe also they're talking to a shrink someday about me. They better not mention my name. They better be using some sort of alias when speaking of me. Because believe me, I'd be so corrupt. I can reach through any wall. I have a mole. I have insiders in every single department that even could remotely link me to something that I don't want to be linked to. Once that dirty psychiatrist tells me that girl who came in like fourth a couple years ago in the Miss Hong Kong pageant, she'd been talking to me, she'd been naming you by name, she's thinking about releasing a tell-all book. Oh, you better believe when she gets home, her parents used to have three kids, now they have two. I got Hong Kong and TVB on the mind. I think that's what led me down this path because I was just thinking about how did I get to these jokes? I think it's because subliminally I have TVB and Hong Kong babes on the mind because uh, with my brand new free time uh, with uh, the new COVID parameters uh, still in effect, I've been taking in a lot of television uh, and, uh, well, like series. Uh, I cut the cord so I'm no longer a sucker to these... uh, Evil Empire's uh, ridiculous, ridiculous ask for cable each and every month. I'm telling you, this world is so crazy. Like the the one thing, the worst thing in uh, in this you know society is rent. Rent is the biggest con because you can never get ahead because they can just keep adding and raising the price each and every year. You can never ever get ahead unless you yourself can keep moving up the ranks. And just keep making more money at your job or in the industry. You're screwed. But I'm not trying to get into this topic. All I wanted to say was not much I can do about rent. You know, unless I like buy a plot of land somewhere. It'd have to be like so far north, I guess. It'd be uh, bitterly cold. No electricity, no plumbing, nothing. I would have to build my house I can barely build Ikea furniture. You think I can build a house? And if I have to live off the land like farm, it's so cold and shit up north, I don't even think you can grow anything. Rent's the biggest con. They know I can't do this shit. They know most people can't do this shit and aren't going to do this shit, so they got you. But at least with cable, it's like, well, why am I going to bother with this? I can just stream shit online and bare minimum save like half. Even if I have... Netflix, 
which is going up in price again, which is ridiculous. It's like, guys, calm down. You have plenty of competition now. The The strategy is not raise the price. And if anything, you should try to find a way to lower your prices a little bit to try to compete with Disney Plus, who has way bigger and better franchises than you do have now and probably will ever have because they got deeper mouse pockets than you. Oh, bite me, Netflix. HBO Max is pretty legit with all their... There are Warner Brothers uh, exclusives and such. Paramount Plus is the only one I can say for sure. Nah, you, you kick their ass. I guess the Peacock one too. Paramount Plus and Peacock. You're beating the shit out of them, but you could still end up third in all this. It's not so bad when you're nailing Hong Kong pageant winners on a down low. Kind of on a down low. Well, it's going to be more work convincing the winner to you know give up her career as a famous actress and stuff i'll just settle for third third was pretty good third had a better rack it's no big deal to go from first to third on in a situation like that but going from first to third when you used to be number one that could be billions of dollars in difference and as we all know billions of dollars why that's he-bitch-of-the-east-type money. You and your descendants could all be he-bitches if you play your cards right. All right, I'm going to pull back the curtains for a second here. I'm taking another run at this podcast, this episode, uh, because I initially recorded for well over an hour. I'm like, hey, it's the last episode, potentially, uh, on SoundCloud. Let's make it a memorable one. Let's give the listener plenty of content to listen to this week. And um, after editing for what seemed like forever to only get, oh, I don't know, like, what, 16, 17 minutes of it done? No freaking way. Cyberpunk 2077 is way too good and consuming my life. The editing process is by far the worst part of the podcasting process, like recording of course, is a ball, or at least it should be. If you do a podcast and you don't enjoy it, unless you're getting paid a handsome sum, why the hell would you podcast? And if you are being paid a handsome sum, suck it up. My goodness, you know how few people on this planet make money podcasting? The number is probably not... I mean, let, let's not go percentage. Percentage is probably, like, stupidly low. I would be surprised if it's any more than, like, 2% of all podcasters actually make money. But just, like, the number of people who make some money off of it, it's probably not as low as you'd think. Because I did something... Well, it was a smart move, but it was stupid in the sense I waited eight years to do it. And that's looking into if I can make money off my podcast. And, uh... Because I always thought you just got to have like a million listeners and then you're going to get sponsorship and stuff. It's not even like that anymore. There's other ways to, to monetize. And uh, I'm, I'm in no position to make to monetize in any way, shape or form. But I'm probably not as far as I think, because in this video, it was some like boring ass girl who probably has a, a boring ass podcast free of jokes and interesting opinions. Probably just another run-of-the-mill feminist 
men are demons and women are angels type of horse shit, right? Yet she's making money off of uh, her her nonsensical podcast, probably because of her band of angry middle-aged to older women listeners who probably henpick some dude into cutting this girl a check. It wasn't anything impressive. I think it was like 70 bucks a month or something, but now that I think of it, that's nothing to write home about at all. I guess that's the phone bill. I would settle for that. Like, it's certainly better than what I'm doing now, which is minus at least $150 a year. Oh my goodness, I hope I can figure out how to switch the show over to to this new platform because I'm sick and tired of paying the 150. It's a sucker's move. What girls like this are not only getting the free hosting or whatever, but they're also making what is that? Over $800 a year. Sure, $800 a year doesn't dig me out of the hole I'm in. It doesn't dig me out of poverty. Hell, that's not even enough uh, money for rent for one month. Did I mention rent was a can? But what $800 is, is a few pretty good lap dances. Or at least likely they're good lap dances, because from my experience, you get what you pay for. For the most part. Like, the most expensive lap dance I got was, to no surprise, the best one I had. But with that being said, I've also been to this cheap place a couple times. And uh, one of the dances was awful. Like, the girl was so unprofessional and shitty. Um, It made me not want to ever go back there. But uh, I like boobs, and it's a very strange thing. Girls who I don't pay for the the privilege to touch are dead set against me touching them. So I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, and so I had to go back. And thankfully, the second time I went back, it was a much better experience. The girl was super professional. I'm like, why are you a stripper? You could totally gear your life towards being in in business. Like, I hope this is paying for your schooling, for you to, you know, get into the financial sector. Sure, you're going to have to sell your soul when you're there, but I feel like you're doing that even more so now and your body as well. I mean, I remember this girl was so professional. She shook my hand and introduced herself to me and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is uh, cool on one hand, but I feel bad for you because I have respect for you, or at least I want to have respect for you. Two minutes later, it turns out I didn't have much respect for her. And also, I didn't feel that bad about it, I guess. Hmm. I guess I really am going to hell after all. Which gets me thinking... Because I have been playing Cyberpunk, and in that game, you occasionally go shoot up a strip club of the bad guys, not of the strippers. And I'm not about to have a debate whether or not strippers are bad people. That seems like a really long conversation, meaning I have to sit around and edit it for an hour, and that's not happening. Did I say an hour? That's like an hour of content. I mean, it's like three hours of me editing. That ain't happening. Because that's why I'm re-recording. I'm literally re-recording because I'm not sitting down and doing three hours of edits. I also didn't plan on coming on here and talking about strippers, but this beats three hours of editing.
But I was actually thinking while I was playing Cyberpunk, because A, as I said, you, sh- you shoot up a, a strip club every now and then, but B, there's a lot of whoring in that game. Man, especially because I put in like uh, these mods, these indecent mods where I don't even know what the developers were doing. It's like they set up this world where like it's supposed to be like super over sexualized and stuff. But then you play the vanilla version. I'm like, ah, everybody's just in clothes. So I just put in these uh, uh, these mods where they're showing more skin. Some of them, I I don't know if it's uh, done on purpose or if it's a glitch, but some of them straight up are like they're just wearing pants no tops or reverse i'm like huh they should probably whoever made this mod i appreciate the effort but i don't know have a little bit more effort i don't i don't agree with what the developers did but i also don't agree with you going like the complete other way i'm not saying you have to put legitimate tops on everybody because that doesn't that seems uh, awfully restrictive and kind of not in the the spirit of cyberpunk but I, I don't know like put some goddamn duct tape on there have some stickers have some mickey mouse stickers i don't know just just something mix it up a little bit because it's kind of ridiculous i don't think anybody's in even this society this uh, the one in the game is is walking around without a top just just straight up not wearing a top and everybody should be wearing pants. There's no, uh, there's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. Well, you know, maybe shorts, like, you know, you know, booty shorts are fine. Underpants even are fine. Just get rid of the Donald Duck look, all right? I'm okay with going to hell, but I don't want to go to, like, the special parts of hell. Those spots is where the devil pays special attention to you. And your butthole. But what I was thinking of is uh, in Cyberpunk, it seems like everybody is human. Even the strippers and the whores are human. And in this game, they're treated really poorly. Uh, There's definitely, there's a few characters you talk to and you get to know. And I'm like, wow, this almost makes me want to never, ever get a lap dance ever again in my life. Almost. But I'm telling you, when coronavirus passes, you better believe I'm going to be raining someone on these bitches. And because in Canada, we don't have $1 bills, they're loonies. Oh, it's going to be real painful for them. But if Cyberpunk 2077 taught me anything is, don't worry about it. They'll be dead soon enough. Why show them any respect while they're still alive? Well, physically anyway. I'm telling you, I was right when I said... I could be the voice of incel. (laughs) But no, do not go around pelting bitches. I mean, women with loonies. At least have the decency to throw some toonies at them. Same amount of pain, paying off their college tuition twice as fast. What I was saying was, it crossed my mind because some of them, uh, these, uh... Hoes. They seem human and sympathetic and so it crossed my mind at one point i'm like oh so they're not just sex objects no that never crossed my mind what crossed my mind was so could a man legitimately date a stripper actually let me rephrase that uh can a non-scumbag he bitch of a man date a stripper And I feel like the answer is no. 
Because I don't even trust women who aren't thoughts. Who don't sell their bodies in exchange for money. Who for at some places, for the low, low price of like $20 for uh, one song, you can touch them here, there, and just about anywhere. For the love of Christ, I won't even go be like a movie extra because I have to travel and it's only minimum wage. Listen, if a girl's willing to sell herself out for 20 bucks, how easily would she sell you out? I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself. I ain't exactly handsome. I ain't exactly in shape. I certainly have no money and no prospects of making money. I feel like if I were dating a stripper, it'd be because... She got her ass kicked in the in the booth, and I, for whatever reason, realistically, I was trying to tiptoe my way out before his attention turned to me, or at least the girl that was giving me the dance in the booth next to next to him. And uh, as he starts wailing on her, like his fist flies back and hits me, so I'm like, I'm not up for that. Let me just get out of here. But then, because I'm clumsy, I'll just trip on the carpet and like fall through the curtains, tackling this guy down, and this girl's like, oh my god, you're my hero. Let me love you long time. I'm like, is it wrong if I put a paper bag over your black and blue battered swollen face? She's like, sure, that's not the most demeaning thing anyone's done to me. Not even close. And in about a week and a half, when that honeymoon phase is over, better believe when I'm at work... This is hypothetical that coronavirus has, uh, yeah, if I'm at a strip club, definitely coronavirus has ended and uh, we've all moved on with our lives and I'm back at the job that I'm not thrilled about. And of course, this ho-ass stripper only strips at night, so she's at home when the mailman comes knocking. Not even knocking, he'll be like putting the mail through the mail slot and she'll run to the door and open it and be like... This loser's not doing it for me. I need a real man. That son of a bitch mailman. Do a poor job delivering my parcels and stealing my thought. Only one of those things mattered to me. I had to go to the post office myself and pick up Deus Ex the next day. Damn you, mailman! All right, one more for the road. It is the last episode of, uh, or ideally the last SoundCloud episode of all time. And from here on out, I can just podcast for free. Minus the microphones. And my free time. So not really for free. But I suppose there's no such thing as a free lunch. Everything has a bloody price. In some cases... It's just some stamps. Wait, that bitch sold me out for stamps? I have a whole stack of Vancouver 2010 Olympic ones right here. If that stripper bitch had just stuck around for a little bit longer, I would have given her the stamps. And my heart. But stamps are nothing. Just ask some of these actresses that to work with Joss Whedon once upon a time in order to get a career in Hollywood... They probably had to pay with their innocence, or at least their peace of mind, because it pains me to say, but it turns out Joss Whedon's a real piece of shit. Because Angel, Firefly, Serenity, these are 
some of my favorite things in life. These are movies and shows that I hold near and dear to my heart. When I was an actor, a writer, these bodies of work absolutely fueled my imagination. And Joss Whedon always struck me as this, like, dorky, like, sweet dude who you could trust, who you want to be friends with, who you want to be your director, be your boss, be your mentor, all these things. But it turns out he's a real piece of shit and a phony and a liar and an impressive actor. My God, he had everybody fooled. No wonder he's so successful. No wonder he's such a great director because he's a goddamn Picasso of acting. I guess that's like, he's a real Meryl Streep of actors. Who's a man actor who's well known for being excellent in his field? Is it De Niro? Let's just say, oh, he's a real Robert De Niro. That sounded like my Cosby voice a little bit, which is fitting, by the way, because of the shit this guy was doing on his sets, taking advantage of innocent young women. All the while, he was married to some broad who, like, helped him make it. Ah, once again, Joss Whedon is my hero. But then I read this article on IGN, uh, which wasn't their interview. It was, uh, like, some sort of New York newspaper was it the times who knows the important part is the fact that this guy sat down with anybody in the media to tell his side of the story just shows you what type of person he is thin skin head up his ass i need to control the narrative type of person right i'm a powerful man you can't take this away from me that's right i'm woke now men are evil And women are nasty bitches, truly woke. I am truly woke, not this fake delusional PC say what people want me to say type of woke. Truly woke. I am truly racist against every race. Whites, blacks, Asians, browns, you name it. Hate them all. Human race, bite me. Because people are no good. Doggos is where it's at. My goodness, I hope someday the shitty human race can figure out interstellar travel. And I steal one of these pods and warp myself to a planet full of puppies. My goodness. I would spend each and every waking moment laying in a, a bed full of puppies. And then I would go to sleep for a little bit and wake up. In that same bed full of puppies, that's the true Asian-Canadian dream. But until that day, I'll just settle for shitting all over Joss Whedon. Reading that article, he really shouldn't have done this interview, because reading that article, it just made it seem like he did it. It just all struck me as complete and utter bullshit. He called this cast the rudest cast he's ever worked with. And if you look at the people on there, they all just seem like the most chill people. Like, I don't know for sure, but I just, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and not him because he's come out and admitted he's a piece of shit that he takes, he took advantage of a bunch of young, impressionable actresses. And from what I recall, the way he said it was like, oh, it's no big deal. Of course I would do something like that. Why wouldn't I do that? Which again, 
on one hand, I'm like, God damn, this guy's my hero. But on another, uh, on the other hand, I'm just like, that's that's it's not cool. There's a chance you messed up a few little girls in your day, Joss. You should probably have just uh, disappeared with uh, with that story and your millions of dollars, man. There's no better way to go out and scandal than with millions of dollars. That's called fu money, buddy. You can just sit on the beach with an escort from a service that knows to keep their mouth shut. That knows not to bite the hand that feeds them. And the best part is, your wife found out and left you. She was no spring chicken. She was but a, a mere shadow of what she used to be when you married her. She was kind of gross. Hooray for divorce that she suggested. But no, because his head is up his ass, so he had to come back and tell his side of the story. He had to refute everything. But all he did was give insight to what actually happened on set. You know how the the cyborg dude was like, this guy at one point, Joss Whedon I'm talking about, at one point said something along the lines of, Oh, it sounds like I'm I'm being given a note right now, and I don't take notes, not even from Robert Downey Jr. Something very pretentious and arrogant, and only someone who's got their head completely and firmly up their own ass would say. After reading this interview, I'm like, yeah, he, he totally said that, didn't he? What a scary world we live in. Doesn't take much for people to lose sight and how to treat another human being, or anything, really. You know, even a small critter, hell, even inanimate objects. Don't be disrespectful of your shit and just, like, be careless with it, you know? You know, when you accuse a cast that includes Jason Momoa, who's, like, the chillest dude on the planet, Henry Cavill, who's just a huge nerd, a big kid at heart, and Gal Gadot, who is the most down-to-earth with it Hollywood A-lister of all time, it lends to very little credibility to what you're saying. And he goes on to say things like, well, I didn't threaten this person. Who does that? Probably you, Joss Whedon. Probably you. You know, the type of person who won't even take notes, even from RDJ himself. And the part that really got me in this interview was when he was speaking of Gal Gadot, he's just like, it's just a misunderstanding because English isn't her first language. I, right there, I was like, dude, you need to stop talking. Who, who's your handler? Your handler needed to step in at that point and be like, Joss, shut the hell up. Do not go down this road. Do not go down the road of, she's a stinky foreigner. She's not intelligent enough and isn't well-versed enough in the Queen's English to keep up with me. And I didn't have the time to mansplain it to her afterwards. That's when you know. That's when you know this guy is a privileged white man. An Anglo-Saxon white man. You know the type that everybody has an issue with and is trying to give them shit for all the bullshit they've been pulling for the past oh i don't know thousand years or whatever this is why when you look down at everybody else when you have such a 
superiority complex. I couldn't even find the word because that word never comes out of my mouth. It's usually a, an inferiority complex, but this guy has such a superiority complex as well as all his uh, peers that fit under the same umbrella as he does. These guys look down on everybody including themselves. So that's why they have to end up sitting on a long chair, paying some damn therapist $250 an hour to help them deal with their quote-unquote problems. Oh, you get to do whatever you want in life, everything you've ever wanted you get to have in life? Oh, you got to cheat on your wife with a 22-year-old stripper at the strip club? You paid her a little extra for the special service, and now you feel like your life is ruined? Oh my gosh... You got to experience something that most people can only dream of once again. Boo-hoo. This is why we hate you. Screw you and screw your money and screw your privilege. This is why people hate Joss Whedon. Because he thinks he's so damn smart and he's so damn talented. He's so damn special. He literally said, oh, I I just speak infinitely in in this poetic and airy way. Like, she wanted me to change a scene, and I told her, no, you'd have to tie me to the railroad and do it over my dead body. And she didn't get it. She didn't understand what I was saying and what I was doing. She said something later on along the lines of, I'm going to tie her dead body down. To which Gal Gadot was like, no. No, I understood exactly what he was saying. I just think he's a dick. Joss Whedon needs to just shut up, take his money and sail away into the sunset and live your best life. You're going to live a life way better. You've already lived a life better than anybody else. Well, most people anyway. Harvey Weinstein might have you beat. You know, he did have you beat, but now... Well, I hope the the cellmates beat his ass in, right? But it's just so crazy that this super talent that I used to adore, used to worship, he's just trying to pull the most nonsensical of cards. Like, just think about it. Like, think about what you're saying. Gal Gadot is from current-day Israel. She was born no more than about 40 years ago, so probably like the 80s. I have to assume it's a bilingual country and it's been bilingual for a long, long time. It's a country full of Jews. Jews run your industry, Joss. What are you talking about? This ain't like 1905 Hong Kong where, yeah, probably most people there didn't speak a lick of English. But current day Israel... Not to mention, this girl's probably spent half her life in the United States of America. This dude is trying to have his cake and eat it too. He was a dick. He got caught. He got called out on it. Just move on. Your time in Hollywood is done. And that's fine. Believe me, if I were the he-bitch of the East with all that filthy, filthy drug money... You think I give a shit for a second what's written about me in the newspapers, what people think about me? No, because at that point, I'm rich and I get to live my best life. I drive fast cars and nail hot hot Miss Hong Kong pageant winners or at least runner-ups. Of course people hate me. But when I am having the finest of fine dining 
Well, like the hottest Asian girl on the planet. Or at least the third hottest Asian girl on the planet. Who probably doesn't love me whatsoever, but she still operates as if she does. She still pretends like she does and I get all the benefits and perks that comes with a a situation like that. Why, everybody who hates me just doesn't matter. And I'll leave it at that. That concludes, hopefully, my run here on SoundCloud. Even though I technically have like five or six months, maybe more, left on my current deal, it's time to move on. I mean, them not giving me a blue check mark, granted, I didn't think they would. I only applied for it because I'm like, well, maybe something funny will happen. And nothing funny happened. It just, uh, I didn't think I would get it. And here we are. I didn't get it. But this is hardly a spite move, maybe like the slightest bit, just the timing of it. Had they given me a check mark, I'm staying until the rest of my contract runs out. But then I'm still moving on because the platform I'm moving on to, there's a chance for monetization. It's built in there. I don't believe there's a very good chance I'll never even get close to the numbers I need to monetize anything, even like the 70 bucks that uh, non-talent uh probably radical feminist with a boring ass podcast makes um but i gotta try right it just it just makes so much sense to make this move soundcloud is not known for podcasting so people aren't here looking for podcasts at least not a new one so hopefully because i'll definitely be on spotify at least if not a few other things i just refuse to to promote this uh this service uh, because you know how I was like, oh yeah, when you get there and you you know get enough hits, they they give you um, a bit of ad money to promote for them. Turns out that's actually just an American thing, American infidels. So I'm not fracking promoting them at all. Then just know, moving forward, if I can figure it out, at least at some point, even if I have to stay for six or seven more months after that. Who knows? Maybe I'll just start a new podcast over at this new place. Um, Yeah, it just makes so much sense that A, I don't have to pay for hosting anymore. And B, potentially I start getting paid as a podcaster, which is, you know, has been my dream for the past few years. I know it's sad. It's a low bar. But when, uh, you know, higher bars like being a movie star goes away being a TV star goes away, being a theater star goes away, being a McDonald's French fry making star goes away, being a radio star goes away, being a car washing superstar goes away, you have to settle to be a podcast star. But even when that goes away, you just settle for, can I make some money being a podcaster? And this is that opportunity, I suppose. So when the deal is, I don't have to pay to host my podcast anymore, and maybe I get paid, and I'm on a platform that people actually go to for podcasts, maybe even look for new podcasts. So which potentially gives me a bit more exposure. Hey, it could be a bad thing because right now I have a good thing going. 
other than the fact this cost me money and uh, I'm poor as hell. But it's not lost on me that this could be a bad thing because right now, what's amazing about you and every listener like you is y'all jump on every new episode the moment you can basically it seems like the moment this thing comes out people are all over it and nobody writes me any hate mail nobody talks shit nobody says anything which i prefer because when i was a youtuber man people talk shit people talk so much people wrote all kinds of shit don't get me wrong there's some nice kids on there there's some nice people uh, who who had some nice things to say about me, uh, about my voice, about my work. But then there were way more dicks who were just saying, whether it was a paragraph of bullshit or just a couple words, there was plenty of that. And so potentially I'm opening myself up to that. But at the end of the day, it comes with the premise, right? You don't think Joe Rogan gets shat on and made fun of on a on a daily basis, but it's like, okay, am I going to let the jabronis stop me? Because guess what? Every job, there's jabronis. Every job I've ever worked, there's always at least one son of a bitch. Not always a man. I don't mean it's always men. Men are evil. Believe me, actually, more often than not, it's women. Women tend to be way more annoying. Don't get me wrong. There's some real pieces of shit guys, like the worst of the worst I've ever come across. Some of those have been men, but some of the worst of the worst I've come across, more often than not, has been women. But I digress. I want to say thank you for listening to The Kenny Ho Show for however long you have, whether it was from day one or day, you know, whatever, five, six hundred in. And never, ever taking the time to write me death threats. I appreciate that a whole lot. And I know it's not ideal to have to switch over to Spotify because unless you have the paid version, there's ads and stuff, which I don't benefit from. I mean, I benefit from it in the sense that I don't have to pay to host my podcast anymore. So I know that's annoying, but... I think you can see where I'm coming from. It just makes way more damn sense for me, especially being as poor as I am, to make this move. Uh, So I know it's not a seamless move, but hey, who knows? Maybe you already have Spotify and this is no big deal. But uh, one way or another, I hope you'll come along for the ride. Come join me over there. You're a valued listener and will continue to be just on a different platform and hopefully with like thousands of others just like you so i can sell the hell out and with that i'm out of here soundcloud at least for now sayonara and you listener i'll talk to you next week when we move this show over until then You take care of yourself. I hope you had a great time. You know, I had a great time. I always do. I'll see you over on Spotify. Toodles!